Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast for today, covering a very eventful, monumental episode of WCW Saturday Night on TBS from July 6, 1991. It's eventful because this is the episode that we found out that Ric Flair was done in WCW, at least until 1993, which we have a few years to go before we get there, Doc. Uh, before I throw it to you, I want to give a special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, my children, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon and basically being the sponsors of this show. And Doc, we're waiting on Hopper. Uh, no sign that he's not supposed to be here. Um, all in counts, he's supposed to be here, but how are you? Living on the edge of a lightning bolt, waiting to see if the superstar shows up. Boy. Uh, we really don't know. Like we always say, it's kind of uh, one of those things where it could happen, but then again, it could not. Well, and you know, you and I are, I wouldn't say we're boring because we're not. We're superstars in our own right, but we're not. Yeah. We don't live like by most people's standards, the most exciting lives because that's not, that wouldn't be fun for us. I don't so know. I feel like people that the, find you and I pretty fascinating in some ways. Uh, well, there, like I said, but but big surprises <laughs> and things we don't plan for aren't really in our daily, you know, grab bag. So I feel like this waiting to see if Harper shows up is like the the big like risky, exciting thing I do during the day. Jesus Lord, that makes you sound very old. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's the risky thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And let me just start by saying uh, we want to extend. Hopefully. Post dated late well wishes that he's out of the hospital to B.W. Barry Wyndham, who uh, we found out this week was in ICU for after suffering a major heart attack. He's 62. We're recording this about a day and a half after that news broke. So The news broke, and then apparently it was about four or five days ago, right near the 1st of uh, December. And uh, we're certainly hoping BW kicks out and uh, gets healthy. Uh, on another note. Yeah, 62 uh, ain't old, bro. It's really not. Um, we're we getting close to that. I, I can smell it from here. Uh-huh. You know that's a that's something else. You know th- this is is this the Christmas episode? 
No, I'm glad you said that. This uh, episode drops 10 days before Christmas. So okay, this is so, 10 days before Christmas. Okay, so as everybody is getting ready for Christmas, y- y'all need to look out for each other, man. BW's in the hospital. Um, Mike recently lost somebody. Uh, I found out today uh, I lost a friend of 30 years to a uh, massive heart attack at the age of 46 last night. That's, too young, that's, man. that's too young. And so what I usually I would have some kind of heel doc heel move saying, if y'all would all just die, then I could quit doing this show. And while there's some truth to that, I want, we do want all y'all to stay healthy, especially the patrons. Y'all really need to get your vitamins in because y'all keep the show going. Everybody reach out, take care of each other over the Christmas holiday, check in on, check in on people, do the right things. It's but it, it's tough when you start seeing people that are your age start to go. That's I, not real fair. I, I yeah, I, there's been a few who I know, um, our age, slightly younger, uh, slightly older. Um, I've had just several and. I've actually I've lost two cousins in the last year. One of them was fifty two, and the other one was forty five. And and um one was heart attack, and the other one was cancer. Um, I, it's weird, man, because you start hitting that age, and you like, boy, um, you know, Jr. used to have that saying when I listened to a show years ago. Tomorrow's not promised. I tell you, the older you get, the more you realize that shit is a hundred percent shoot. It's the shootiest be... shoot. It's the shootiest shoot you can get. Right. Let me tell you something, man. I'm glad you brought this up. Look, today in society, people get worked up by a lot of stuff. Worked into a lather. For what? Listen, For what? This isn't a speech. This isn't me trying to go down, you know, a political rant. I don't do that. That that's not what we do on the show. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. And this is a, this is as real as it can get. If you ain't got your health, you ain't got nothing. So all the trivial stuff that we argue about, and I know some stuff ain't trivial. I'm not trying to position it like that. There's things that's worth fighting for. But at the end of the day, you also have to like. Just realize it, tomorrow ain't promised like JR says. And you got to just try to live your life for the moments and the time that you're in and enjoy them. I know like we joke a lot about the holidays and, you know, uh, broad logic, all those things we joke about and fuss about. We're just having fun. But at the end of the day, like I actually enjoy the holidays. I hate Christmas <laughs> because I don't like buying a bunch of stuff. But I I do like the fact that you got a little, I'm blessed and we're blessed and, you know, we got families and, you know, we have a good time, even though you don't want to go to the play on Christmas Eve and miss your Cowboys and Eagles. At the end of the day, it's the right thing to do. Even though I said last week, nah, bro, I'd have to to, to tell them to keep on walking. I'm staying home. Yeah, I promise, bro. I'm still working on that because, like I said, 14 and three is there, bro. So I'm, I'm trying to work that out. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I can, you know, delay Christmas by a day or something. I don't know. This is bad news. 
<laughs> delay Christmas. That's great. Uh. Well, and let me just say this in terms of things that are important. Hey, you know, this won't make a lick of sense when they listen to it. But last night, y'all got totally robbed by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. <laughs> and so I just want to come out here in, in the spirit since we're all kumbaya and we're all feeling very we're in the holiday spirit. Here's what I can promise you. If things stay the way they are now, the Cowboys are going to roll down to Tampa and take care of that business for y'all from last night. I'll make you that promise. We're going to go down there and whoop that ass on on pro, pro, playoff prime time and get it done and pay them back for what they did to y'all last night. That was dirty. One, we don't need payback. Uncle Raj is the best booker in the business, no matter how much I hate he can't, him. He can't give up. Uncle, I was going to text you this last night, but I knew you would. <laughs> Uncle Raj can't quit Tom Brady, man. He can't build new stars. It's like it's like he's got well, no, nah, he's building stars. But it's like uh it's like Brady's got a got something uh, you know, got a neck he's got leverage. or something. I don't know. He's got leverage. Boy, what a work that was. Boy, they booked yeah. they booked that one just right. One point. I knew it when it was 16. When it was you when they had 16 and it was 3. Going, oh, yes. Shit. I knew it. At when they kicked that field goal at 16 and it was 16 is uh, three, like, I go. Somebody and closed I, the back door. We done left that shit open. Yep. It's, it's, it's and, too and easy of a booking at that point. When y'all, when they scored the first touchdown, you knew the second one was right behind it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Like I said, it was common. I, I sat in the chair and I was laughing. I was like, look at this booking. I mean, you know, some people get worked up. At the end of the day, you got to laugh. And then I had a friend, he texted me today. He goes, that was worse than the NFC Championship game. Come no on. call. I was like, bro, if you don't shut the piss up. One, you got robbed from probably winning the Super Bowl. Because that Patriots team that won was not good that year. Two, this is a regular season game with a 4-8 and eight team at the time. It ain't no, it ain't worse. It's nothing. It's a regular yeah. season game. I'm like, you're you a Saints you fan. Ain't, you ain't doing shit with Andy Dalton. Right. What do you mean it's worse than a no call? I'm like, dude. And I, I ain't I just... saying that Andy Dalton's been the reason y'all are bad. I'm just saying y'all ain't going to win nothing with him. Yeah, he ain't winning nothing significant. Come on. So I guess we'll see if the uh, old Cowboys, because if if form holes, yeah, they, they would travel to now. Tampa. Now, let me ask you, because you, you like to be – you're actually, in some ways, sometimes a little bit more positive about the Cowboys than I tend to be off off air. You know, I come on here and it's like, you know, we've never lost a game. I'm like Tully and Arn going, well, we didn't lose. Look at the tape. We didn't lose when they lost. But in real life, I'm always like, something bad's about to happen. I walk around in fear. I got a rosary bead I'm rubbing all the time. What do you think the cow? I mean, I think the people out there would be interested. Do you think the Cowboys have a legitimate chance this year of competing for a Super Bowl? Define legitimate, because that's kind of I don't know, Brett. It's too many. Final four. Mm, that's tough. I see them having trouble getting out of the divisional round, depending on how it all stacks up. Because who do you think is their? Who do you think is their problem? Well, Philly's a problem. I know you don't no, hear that. I would assume that them and Philly would end end together. In the that's assuming that it's Philly and Dallas for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. 
You know, outside of Philly, the NFC is pretty weak. So that's what I mean. I mean, they've got they've got a chance to. The problem is they're not going to win a division, so then you got to go on the road twice. Right. So then you you got to you got to go to Tampa, and then depending on if the division winners win, in, well, I got to give a special shout out to my, my dear good friend Half Pint because his team went out there. And did absolutely no favors for me, and just let the uh, they just b- basically went out there and played the Eagles last week and gave them sixty minutes of relief. I don't know how I can top that, so maybe we should just move on from the football. They fired their general point. manager today after that bullshit. I don't know what he had to do with what happened on the field. But, Somebody's um, got to pay when you lose like that. Now, of course, let's say that the Cowboys get to the championship game. Against the Eagles, you want to come over and watch that game with me? Um, I get it. Just depends on what night it is or day or you know. Well, you know it's a Sunday. Oh, you said championship game. Okay. Um, see, here's the thing, man. Because they would be probably the fifth seed. Depending on how the standings fall, they may be the lowest seed, and then you got to go to Philly. I don't trust that anybody's going to beat anybody in the NFC. I'm just saying there's a chance you're going to Philly. Fine, we'll go whenever, man. I don't care. You might you might have to go to Philly before then. That's, that's, cool. that's what I'm saying. I expect that we have to, and that's okay. Right. If Philly beat y'all, if y'all had to play Philly and they beat y'all, Phil Allen is going to not leave me alone about what I need to tell you. Why can't he just tell me himself? Because he don't have a, no way to get in touch with you. That's right. I still get messages from people. Hey, tell Doc this. No, nah, sure. don't tell Doc anything. Doc's not listening. <laughs> I'm not talking about Phil. I'm talking about other people. I'm Them like, too. Score. <laughs> the messages have piled up. They're just backed up at this point. Mrs. Doc has all kinds of things she wants to tell me to do. I ain't listening to that either. I got yeah. two kids that have opinions. I don't care about them either. Not the kids, their opinions. I care about the kids, just not their opinions. There he now, is. Superstar's on. Huh? Oh, look who's here. What's up, man? Of course. Uh oh. We can't hear you, bro. Take You're yourself off mute. Sir, have you restarted? Oh, the- hey. Hey. Straight yeah. from the eggnog truck to, to your ears. Yeah. It's the hard I fell asleep. You what? I fell asleep. Is it because you had a few beers after work? No. I just no. took a nap and I was like, fuck. Who's tired? Yeah, I'm always tired. The Saints fucking make me tired. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Saints are going all the way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, what? Go ahead, Hopper. Say it. I know where you're going. What? No, you Two don't. Lane Greenway, baby. Uh, we got somebody else. Oh, the Pelicans. That's why you hear that? <laughs> Some kind of bird shit. That's the Pelicans. Swooping all the way to the NBA championship. Doc, you ain't been talking about the Mavericks. What's up, man? We're struggling right now, but we just beat Phoenix last night. We're going to beat Denver here in about I an saw hour. That. that fucking helped us out. Yeah, and Mike, I told you that y'all's Pellies were going to be good this year. You're like, nah, to- Brad, that fat fucker's going to get hurt again. I hate everything. Oh, no. I don't trust it. And I was like, no, y'all got a coach and y'all got talent. And y'all got fella Alvarado to come off the bench and look like that guy from the Dr. Pepper commercials that Who? looks like Prince. 
Jose Alvarado. He's talking oh, about. That, that's nice. The Dr. Pepper guy. It's the sweet one. <laughs> that little dude's got some fire in his ass, man. Yep. He'd be a good so, pro wrestler. Yeah, I but think I think we get the number one draft pick for the Lakers. That's crazy. Yeah. I know, huh? That's all, folks. I mean, yeah. What a fucking stupid asses, bro. Bunch of old ass motherfuckers. Got bad knees and shit. (sighs) Well, um, we got the Green Wave Hopper uh, playing in the Cotton Bowl. They won their championship. It's going to play against USC (laughs) in the Cotton Bowl. That's they, ain't played, be, they ain't played since like the 40s or 50s or something like that. Bruh, it's it's going to be like, I remember a guy, I guess about 20-something years, maybe 15, 20 years ago, Hawaii played against Georgia yeah. in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. They got destroyed, too. Yeah, I think that might happen. But they, God bless them. They, they ain't played... Since 1946. <laughs> they said this is their biggest bowl since 1940. Yeah, I mean, Tulane, a lot of people don't realize Tulane used to be in the SEC. I mean, it's been now, a long are time Are you ago. going, Mike? I don't know. Cause, oh, yeah. It's right by y'all. Well, we might. I might not be in town at a... Uh-oh. Oh, look at you. What, are you going to the beach for Christmas? Yeah, sure. where are you going? Um... To the beach, like Doc said, I guess. Are you coming here? Uh, we'll see, maybe. Oh, uh, whatever. I don't know. There's talk. You just gotta That's get out. To gotta get relief, man. <laughs> Come on, it's just kid stuff. It's just kid stuff. Come on. So, it's like somebody, Pokemon cards, but somebody, but a middle-aged <laughs> naked man with his dick out. Somebody, somebody who just had listened to this show. For like the first time last week was like, what's this relief stuff? I'm like, oh, Jesus. <sighs> hey, before we forget, before I forget, we did have one five-star review this week on Podcast Attic. It was from Jamie Waldrop. He says, from someone who attended the first three Starcades, it's great to hear a old school wrestling podcast putting the modern spin on the wrestling I grew up on. Love listening to the shenanigans every week and even miss the Smokey podcast. Even Mike butchering the name of the Colette Street Rec Center in Morgantown. Okay, I guess I'm saying that wrong. You see, I grew, you fucked it up. I grew yeah. up on I grew up on matinee shows at the Asheville Civic Center. So good to hear a podcast that's keeping JCP and the Southern Wrestling tradition alive. But I gotta know Hopper. What kind of car do I drive? This guy here? How old yeah. is he? So um, if you saw the first three star star case, he's gotta be at least our age. If I'd not say older. he's probably really close to me and your age. Yeah. Okay. He's probably like mid to late forties. He's in a uh a GMC traverse. Jesus. It's gotta be a fucking SUV. Or a fucking Durango or something. <laughs> or oh, like a Honda, uh, a Honda Pilot, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, yeah. well, let's see. Well, well, 
I, I like the GFC Traverse. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe a Silverado. Mm, yeah. Silverado crew cab. It's 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 got to be black, right? <laughs> it's got to be black. They come in one fucking color, apparently. Uh, anything but a dodge man you ever notice the guys that drive dodge trucks are assholes a dodge whoa you drive a dodge i think think, uh i don't know man there's a lot of jackasses in texas that drive pickup trucks oh my god stop you're, I thought I was going to make everybody mad, but now you just made everybody mad. I mean, I drive a truck, and I live in Texas, so I could just be talking about myself. I mean, Jesus. that's anywhere. That's true. Yeah. All right, Doc, I, what are the flips and dives you got before we uh, dive into a very I just want to know one more eventful. thing before we get into this, because it's, it's kind of, we're getting close to Christmas, is you've been shoveling in that eggnog yet. No, man, I told you I ain't had that in a few years now. Really? The that Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Dutch? Dutch? I need to get some. Dude, it's, Bruh, it's too rich. I found some in my trunk from last year. You found some in your trunk from last yeah. year? Yeah. Was it opened already? No. But I, oh, I, I, sealed. But fuck, I still ain't drinking that shit, though. Fuck that. I, I, what, what should we ask next, Mike? I, I, I mean, how did, how did it just end up there? Yeah. Huh. I probably bought it and forgot I bought it, and, and, and it's it's just fucking rolled back there or something, and I never saw it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I bet you that sucker's nice and seasoned, nah, man. Sitting that hot yeah, vehicle all for the last. That's, can you? I mean, it's been sitting that in the trunk in swamp ass. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> that's disgusting. All right, before we get into the... Would you rather drink that eggnog? Oh, God. I'm trying to think of a good equivalent. I thought you were about to really go where I thought you would go. Okay, how much money would it take for you to take a shot, a a big pull off that eggnog? A thousand dollars. All right. I think, did you throw away the eggnog? No. Okay. If we could verify this somehow, that would be a good way to draw. Maybe we could create a some sort of account and raise some money for charity, Mike. Yeah, to the Chris Harper Foundation. The the the, the Doc <laughs> Kids College Fund. Yeah, the Doc uh, <laughs> Doc Alex State University. Oh my God! All right, sure. Yeah, uh, really, I don't want to talk hey, about this show because I'm gonna get mad. I can well, I can tell we, you right now, I'm gonna be angry. Okay, well let me take care of some business real quick, and then we'll talk about it, and then we can get angry together and uh, cut some mm. promos. Um, real quick, uh, Ronnie, I thanks for bumping up and going annual as far as being a patron goes, and I just want to give everyone a reminder. As we said a little while ago, there's ten days until Christmas when this show drops. So. Fuck. Tell your lady or your man or whatever you enjoy being with that you want the gift of BTT's Patreon from Santa this year. That's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Either you sign up and you'll get tons of extra content or you can tell them that's what you want. That way you get what you really want this year for course for Christmas. You get access to the hundreds of additional shows on our Patreon feed, including the class reviews 
the WCW pay-per-view reviews through July of 91 that we're in now. Tales from the Territories. Look, Doc and I have done all of those episodes, 10 of them now. Well, Lance did one. Doc kind of did the odd one, too. 10 of them now that we've done at this point. Every single week, there's been a Tales from the Territories review slash recap. Got to watch so, that Mid-South tonight, bro. Yep, Mid-South is tonight. I'll right, catch tonight? it as soon as we're done. Okay, yep. that's cool. Um, the Crockett one was the last one. Mm-mm. No, one more, yeah. Mid-South. I'm sure, um, look, Doc and I kind of talked about this on the last Tales. I can't uh, wait the to record review. this one and have Mike tell me every, I ain't going to have to do anything. It's going to be like, all right, Mike, what's wrong with this episode? And then I'm going <laughs> to say, book it, bitch, at the end. <laughs> That's, That's kind of what I did with Lance. Right. Well, actually, we both know world class pretty well, but that was fun doing that one with him. Yeah, this will be interesting. I don't know, be, man. I told you. I'm not going to be fussy because, like I told you when we reviewed it, here's a spoiler, everyone. If you're not a patron, but come on, you can hear the rest of this. Like I said, it's going to be stories we've already heard before, or I've heard before, or the other part is um, it's not going to be, not only is it going to be a story we've heard before, there's not going to be anything like earth shattering. I mean, I'm gonna I don't tell think. You- I'm going to remind you what I remind the people every week. Just sit back and fucking enjoy it. Yeah, that's the problem is you fucking heard these stories so many times. Yeah, and they they only have an hour. Fucking Tiffany, because it's fucking new to her. She's like, that really happened. I'm like, yep, exactly like they said it. That's exactly, yep, (laughs) He opened up the airplane door and stuck his ass out and <laughs> did a fucking tumble salt and landed on the wing and started doing a moonwalk on top of the fucking... Yeah. Exactly what happened. You don't want to let her know what kind of workers wrestlers are. She'll start looking at you sideways. Yeah. Oh, man. She's probably like, uh, hell, a bunch of gaslighters. <laughs> on that note, since Harper is uh, going there tonight... <laughs> Yeah, um, don't like, work. Is that something you use to, to set farts on fire? Oh. Bro, my wife, Harper, What's Doc ain't going to understand this. My wife made some red beans for the first time as the oh, dogs Lord. are going nuts because she just got home. My wife made some, some you know, New Orleans-style red beans over the weekend for the first time ever. What the fuck when is that? I te- what? Dogs? You never heard of dogs oh, before? I thought that was Doc like heavy breathing or something. It did no, sound like heavy breathing. Now. I thought it was you. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my, my arm must hit the mic, too. She made these red beans, Hopper, over the weekend. Jesus Christ. I okay. was ripping ass. They were good, actually. I, she she found some recipe somewhere, and I had my doubts. I was like, this woman, is she going to mess this shit up, you know? And But she threw is down, it, and, is man. Is it because she's white? I was ripping. At, no, she didn't use no crock pot. Well, that, I was, what the fuck is that about? That's some white people shit. Is that what you do? Crock pots? You ain't I don't, supposed I don't to make do. them in a crock pot. No, you ain't supposed to make them in a goddamn crock pot. Anyway. Right, so what you fucking cook them in then? Um, first she soaked them. Yeah. You know, and then she cooked them in like a big old pot. For how long? Oh, it was a while. Yeah, they exactly. cook a while. That's why you use a crock pot. You just walk you away from get, that shit. Okay. Go, go anyway, shit. the flatulence was superb on Sunday night. Bro, hey. I was lighting this bitch up like it was 1999. Long yeah. before everybody went to go work from home in this world, we had to send the menace home because he farted around the office too much. Mm. 
I, I'm a farter. I mean, it is what it is. I'm you know, a farter, and I love bro, look, farting. Bro, look, if you can't take it, I'm sorry. Oh. It's a natural body That's right. you know, function. That's your problem. Remember now, when you used to have to share an office mic? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I used to just rip and sometimes or sometimes I would hold it because I was trying to be nice. And then I just started ripping because this shit was hard on my belly. You were walking man. around all bent over like an old man. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I got to rip I need to walk out that building. Just it was like I didn't have to walk. I just would fart and I would just glide, you know, like it would just shoot out, and you know, the that's kind nice. of like the flame coming out your ass. It just I would just glide through the parking lot. I'm sorry yeah. to any first time listeners that have joined us tonight that that's grow up. Okay. Yeah, yeah if you're a first time listener, we're we're getting into the wrestling in a second. But uh back to Patreon. Tinyurl.com. Tiny U R tinyurl.com slash patreon btt get access to tons of patreon content hundreds of episodes the video versions of these we do and we've got a pay-per-view coming up the great american bash coming up within a week and a half or so from the time of us recording this tinyurl.com slash patreon btt um all right doc let's jump into it eventful episode july the 6th 1991 a lot goes down on this episode, so let's just get into it. This was taped on July 1st of 91 at the Coliseum in Macomb, Georgia. The history of WWE.com states that there were about 4,700 people in attendance for this show, but the show was heavily papered. And on July 1st, we're going to talk more about this later, so we won't get into it now. Ric Flair was fired by Jim Hurd. His contract was terminated effective August 1st. The termination came following contract negotiations between Flair and WCW, which he was offered an extension with a massive pay cut. And according to the records I found, would have had him earning $350,000 a year, which was less than Sting and Lex Luger. Oh, fuck and you. Who were reportedly making uh, more uh, at that time. So uh, more on this later. We won't get into the financials of it, but more on uh, Flair leaving because I got some other stuff we'll get into. And again, that's if you believe what's on the internet. Bottom line is Jim Hurd uh, got rid of Flair and uh, Jesus Christ. Now, on that note, the intro, we saw a replay of the Diamond Stud and DDP just beating the dog poo out of Z-Man again. That was glorious. Sorry, Zoncha. And then uh, we go to Paul Lee and JR who open the show and JR says a major announcement is coming. But he has no clue what it is, uh, so stay tuned, and we will find out what that may be. On that note, Doc, you got anything from the opening, or uh, can we go to the first match with Sting versus Keith Steinborn? Let's go to the first match with Keith and uh, Sting, and just notice when we get there, that big, long rat ponytail that Steinborn has. All right, so I'm going to let it play because I feel like it's – Getting to it shortly. Harper, would you trust any guy that has this hair to do anything in life? Maybe to uh, fix a flat tire. Okay. Well, he's not on the screen yet. Well, I'm going to stay with that, though. It, it's pretty bad. Like He's been growing that hair out now for a few years, and now he's like braided it up. Let's wow. see. Wait, wait, wait. That, wait, uh, I thought I lost y'all. No, no, you're here. Right, you... I've always wondered, why would you buy a poster at the show? He's just going to get fucked up. Right. It's fucking stupid. Buy that shit online. Well, now watch this. <laughs> where, where else were you going to get it during Look. this time? Oh, my Can God. 
You got the Willie Nelson, Hopper. Holy shit. We've seen this guy before, though, Doc. A bunch. He's been on for yeah. years. But that hair is... That is... That is... That's... Man. He can that's use that full fucking weapon. <laughs> you choke somebody with that, huh? Yeah. He's a bass player for Cross... Uh, what was it? The Confederate Railroad. Well, Doc, they don't go long. Sting's going to hit the Stinger Splash and then a Scorpion Deathlock, and he's going to win. At uh, 418, he uses the ponytail. Let's go to 418, then, and see what's going on there. Does that hurt? What? How do you like this? Oh, you mean Sting used it. I, like, I don't remember. Um, I mean, he went with it, but I wouldn't want to take that if I had that ponytail. No. Okay. I was wondering about that. What do we think about Sting's two-tone hair? It's not all blonde. Does he what need is- to be dyeing the whole thing? He's the most. He's paid more than Flair. Maybe he should buy the whole box of peroxide. Uh, this is trying something different. Yeah. We're trying to make yes, you the man. star here. Let's get on it. Yeah, I got rid of <laughs> Flair for you. Yeah. Now give me some relief. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I heard a story about Barnett and Rich. Now I want to recreate that. Hey, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh I'm my Flair God! So I can fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, come my on! God. Come stop! What's wrong with you? <laughs> Told you I'm in a bad mood about this. Man, all right. Well, Sting wins. Uh, like I said, Scorpion Deathlock, and then we go. This, 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 this kill me. No, yeah, again, let's, let's made put our fire ex-champion on here. Yeah, they go over to top 10. And, you know, I know I broke the news of what the news that's coming later in the show. But they go through the top 10. And, of course, you know, even though he's gone, they do list him as still the champion. Which, I guess, he's gone now. So, they haven't really broke the news yet. That's why they still got him listed. But, boy, just talk about rubbing salt in a wound here. Um, I wouldn't even have shown the top ten that week, but what do I know, Mm-mm. right? They don't, they don't know what the fuck's going on, bro. This shit's just, a- yeah. I mean, this whole thing is just in a can, and someone hits play. Don't even know what in the fuck's on the goddamn tape. Fair enough. So we go to the next promo, and then I am not playing this shit. Come on, Tom Zink promo. Zink says he's going to get the diamond stud in DDP too. That's right. I'm sleeping, dude. I started to fall asleep here. I was watching this, taking notes late at night while I was trying to prepare for this show. And I was getting some Z's when the Z-Man hit, man. Yep. We go from that to the Hardliners versus Joey Mags and Dave Johnson. Uh, Jim Ross continues to keep telling us, man, Jim Hurd's got a big announcement. Jim Hurd's got a big announcement. Paul Lee says... You think he's going to give me a raise and a bonus for the fine job that I'm doing? And then shortly after that, Johnson submits to Murdoch, who's got an arm bar on Johnson. But, uh, Doc, let me throw to you to see if you've got anything from this match. No. (laughs) You're in a bad mood. I just don't. Here's the thing. I like Murdoch and I like Slater, but the guy that they're, they're in to fight the Steiners, Scott's hurt. And it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like we have anything else planned for him. And I yes. see 
that the Southern boys are over there. I'd prefer them face the Southern boys and just get them away from the Freebirds for a while. That's that's all. Um, it just hit me. Uh-oh. Yeah, we kind of got robbed of them and the Steiners, huh? Like, that's an interesting matchup because they're two, at that point, young guys. Would you agree, Doc, Steiners? Yeah. And can you remember how Scott picked up Ole in that tag match that time? And Ole just was like, oh, shit. Uh, I don't know what to do here. And kind of how they just kind of took things in their own hands, Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think would happen if... Because Dick Slater was a badass. I wouldn't want to go blow-to-blow with Dick Murdoch either. Um, How do you think they would have did just... If things would have broke down the way they did in that match that time with Ole? Because Ole, Ole couldn't... Ole wasn't going... He couldn't go toe-to-toe with them. Uh, what do you think about Slater and Murdoch going um, toe-to-toe with those two? I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, that would have been great. I mean, and I'm specifically talking about when Ole was like... He did that like, whoa. like Yeah, like... I'm still young enough for this. Okay, maybe I'm not. Whoa, whoa, put me down. (laughs) Yeah, I forget what pay-per-view it was, but um, Scott basically snatched Ole up. Like, Ole wasn't going to go. And he just held him up in the air, and Ole's like a kid that has got his arms stretched and legs stretched. He's like, oh, damn, I got no control of this situation. None. And it just was funny seeing Ole this crusty old man who's got an attitude problem just at the mercy of Scott Steiner like he there was nothing he could do okay well we'll keep moving hardliners yeah. win um this is great Hopper you got a pay-per-view to watch for next week just so yeah. you know because this, this whole thing looks this like one? shit well, no nah. nah, it's, nah, it's, well, it's not the six, there's no reason for the six man and we're going back up on the scaffold Why? oh bro no, that's a glorious train wreck. That's why I rewound it just a second here. You can here. see Bad Street in the front. I'm okay with that. Johnny B. Bad and Yellow Dog. I mean, that's that's um, what's his name? Taylor uh, Pillman. Eaton God, they got Barry Eaton. They got Bobby Eaton with fucking PM News. On a scaffold. Oh, it's on a scaffold. It's Terry Taylor. I'm oh. sorry, Terrence Taylor. Steve Austin, who's your TV champ. I don't know why we put him on a scaffold, but whatever. Versus Bobby Eaton and PN News. To settle Wait. a feud that no one knew we had. From Hopper? Stan to PM News. Hopper, wait yeah. till you see the match on the scaffold. Well, I don't have to. This is going to be garbage. <sighs> Diamond Stud versus Z-Man. So, I mean, we got some things The only way here. that scaffold match would be good is somebody fell down to their death. And since I've never heard about that, then I know that's not going to happen. It's bad. How oh, can it be good? Bad. That's the oh. problem. It's not that it, it, it was bad. It was that it never had a chance to be good. And they booked they, it anyway. And nobody they, they thought were, better of it. There was no reason for those four guys to be on a scaffold. No. Why are those four dudes on a scaffold? Oh man. So anyway, we um they show a replay of Z-Man getting beat down again by DDP. There's some promos in here, Doc. Did you have anything from these short clip promos from no, these no, guys? No. Me either. Um I definitely don't have nothing from Z-Man. Come on. Come on. But anyway. What? 
Harper, I just want you to give him a fair shake. Yeah. Y'all just saying that because y'all know Zoncha loves him. I love Z-Man. This match is going to be pathetic. One uh. man gang and Eligante. Ugh, boy. What are we All doing? Right, well, we'll, yeah, I don't know. We'll keep the show Why moving now. Why does he Bad Street and, and the Freebirds? Because that's their masked fella. Oh. Yeah. The third person? What the fuck? The former yeah, Bad Fantasia? Street. You yeah. know. They were they were Fantasia until Disney told them to cut that shit out. Oh God! <laughs> All right. Well, we keep going after the Great American Bash Control Center, and we're going to go to a match. It is Steve Austin with Lady Blossom versus Johnny Rich. I remember Austin is the TV champion, but like we said a second ago, he's at the pay per view, um, wrestling PN News and Bobby Eaton with Terrence Taylor as his. Hey, let's Pardon. take our new star that we we're getting behind, who's pretty good looking dude, got him a valet, and let's put him on a scaffold. He's real athletic, so good looking guy. Let's just put him up on the scaffold. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, what do you have from this one, Doc? Okay. Here's my thought on this. Stone Cold needs a better finisher. He's still finding his way here, man. Yeah. He's still getting his feet wet. It's true. Hopefully he's getting I mean, something even, else wet. Even when he went to WWF, what was he using, Harper, when he was with DiBiase? That, the the million-dollar dream. Million dollar dream or, yeah, right? the million-dollar dream. So, I mean, he's – hell, he didn't really find his way even until after that. And even then, that fucking stunner was hard, you know, hard on him. Yeah. Man, when that's taken the right way, it looks really damn good. It does. It's beautiful. That boot to the gut and then... Uh, Owens does a good job with it. Yes. Kevin Owens, that is. If, yeah, yeah. For people who don't know. Uh, anything else from Austin here? I agree. It, I mean, he's... He There's no reason to be doing what we're doing. And you're salty because of what's coming up shortly. I'm salty because of all the things that we could be doing, they've deemed the best wrestler of all time is the problem. You know, that's that's the managerial equivalent of, we know morale's real bad and inflation's real high and our, our raises aren't going to be uh, up to speed with that. So we've decided to buy, buy you all pizza next Tuesday. Oh. Oh, so you're you're full on shit out of ideas. Okay, good. Yeah, I think you missed the boat with that example. N- not only do they give the pizza, but they get rid of, you know, the top three performers in the department. Well, don't do that because I'm one of them. And leave the dumb manager who's still there, who's causing a lot of the. Morale problems. And then you got a bunch of double A's walking around going, what's causing all this? Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway. All right, Doc, any other thoughts on Austin? Because I do want to play this next promo because it's Hit the it. first. All right. Because this is... Harper. Okay, so Harper, just uh, keep in mind, we're getting rid uh, of Ric yeah. Flair so that we can have more time and money dedicated to this bullshit. I remember <laughs> these fuckers. 
Here we here we go. Hi kids, I'm Todd Champion. This is Chip the Firebreaker. We're the WCW Patriots. And Chip's got a special fire safety tip for you guys, so listen up. Hi kids, my fire safety tip for this week is don't play with matches. I know you've heard it a hundred times, but your mom and dad's were right. Don't play with matches or you'll get burned. Oh my Ooh. god. Bro, the only thing matches were good for when I was a kid was playing with them. Oh god. Jesus Christ. Hey, don't blink. They're going to be champions soon of something. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fucking dumb and dumber out there with their promo. Yo, well, this is uh, like after Desert Storm. So, yeah, America. I think we're they're still not... in Desert Storm. They're, and, and no, some of the shit was over with. It only lasted a fucking oh, that's half right. An hour. That was the we. They got their freedom real fast. It was later when it took them longer. You're yeah. right. You're right. This is the Gulf War was over now for like four months. You're right. Yeah, we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. That's right. We we gave them a, a brand of freedom so strong that we had to go back and do it to them again a few years later. Well, well it was too we didn't invade. <laughs> we also did invade the first time. Uh, an Iraqi death match. Lights yeah. out, oh, non-sanctioned by the NWA. That's right. Boy. Leave the women and uh, children at home. Delusion for the record. sand in their crotch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this time it's not for the belt. We're taking the oil. That's right. <laughs> Chip the Firebreaker and Todd Champion actually aren't terrible in the ring for what it's worth. The problem is... We are um, bringing that in. Man, and... bro? Just make them both soldiers. I agree. Hey, is, let me hey, say don't this. Don't play with matches, you little shitheads. <laughs> At least it's not Ranger Ross. This guy is going to be better than Ranger Ross. Uh, now, we'll they didn't let on. Ranger Ross talk. Uh, he spoke a few times, and it wasn't too good. No, that's true. Yeah, when, it, uh, when he first popped in. Yeah. I need these two guys to face Vader and Hanson. Oh, Chip and Champion. I'm like, what? Luger? Because we moved on to Luger and Jeff Stone. Uh, Luger is going to win with the torture rack, and um, JR Jeff, is still. Jeff Stone ahead, looks like he's telling Luger to hurry up so that he can get down to the mall and be a small Santa. <laughs> I thought she was going to say she's ready to get back out to the car and puff, puff, drag. Puff, um, puff, uh, spray paint fumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, JR during this match is still plugging Luger versus Flair for the world title at the bash. Because of Just course. So you know. Yeah, well, I mean, he don't know, right? It's not his fault. Yeah. He's I, know, I just said it because I figured, I figured if I said it, her would come to his goddamn senses. <laughs> I can't wait to play hers promo if we're gonna call it that or announcement. Jesus Lord, that's this gonna be great. I'm trying to deserved, get to it. This motherfucker should have been beat upside the head with a fucking large pepperoni pizza. Let's go to the next match, uh, which is Dustin Rhodes and Robert Gibson versus Black Bart and Tim Parker. I love this because Black Bart and Buddy Lee Parker are tagging. After several weeks of stupid vignettes with Bart, 
as a member of the Desperados, we just said, screw this. We'll <laughs> put this dude on TV. Here's Black Bart, y'all. Yeah, we know you could tell he was in the Desperados, but that's done. Here you go, Bart. There's a picture and picture from Morton in the York Foundation. Morton says he was the one who led the rock and roll to four world tag team title runs. And uh, Paulie talks Paulie talks about how he does agree that Richard Morton is the better of the rock and roll. What are you saying? What the you know what to? Let me go back a second. Well, first of all, Buddy Lee Parker has a tag team partner. I, I agree. I never understand that when they do this. He looks like he's a child standing next to Black Bart. So well, even been, then. He's been put on desk duty because he was involved in the shooting. <laughs> that, fucking, <laughs> that fucking paperwork will get you, bro. And we sat through that absolute reverse relief of, yeah. a, of Desperados. Dude. All for them to spoil the entrance by putting Black Bart in, a, in the state patrol. He's an outlaw, and now he's wrestling with a cop. I can't summarize it any better. Then we're going to look to the left, and I'm telling you right now, Morton was not the right choice to join the York Foundation. He doesn't. He looks. He looks as as he looks less comfortable in a suit as the three of us would be in a suit. I think he looks because he, it's a heel stable. I think he looks good and sleazy in the suit, which is how it should be. Man, I'm telling you, the only way to save that guy was they should have put Tom Zink in there. He needed something else than than what he was doing. I could see him, yeah, in that role, you know, Thomas the, Zink. Thomas Zink, and and he's gonna have the fucking suit on and looking like an asshole. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? he would have the I personality, that. though. That's the problem. Well, neither well, we does definitely... Morton. <laughs> and I love Morton, but <laughs> Morton in a suit playing corporate guy may be the, the most boogie nothing says corporate about you until Tommy Rich joins the party. Well, I tell you what doesn't say uh, corporate is uh, this pause screenshot of Robert Gibbs. Yeah. He looks like he's um uh, had a few doobies and smoked and drank and he's so, like, hey, brother, so, yeah, so, so you gonna fuck me or what? <laughs> <laughs> because I got work tomorrow at the factory. <laughs> we gonna fuck or what? <laughs> I like the Tom Zink idea for York Foundation. Especially if he could dial it up and be a prick. I don't know. He's just, he's kind of goofy to me. I don't know. Well, he doesn't have to do much because Ter- Taylor can do most of the talking. And you've got the girl and Hughes. Okay. I disagree in that. I don't, I don't think Ricky Morton is a bad idea, but I do think that Zinc would have been a good idea. Problem was, I get, I, Jim Hurd's probably looking at Zinc and is like, well, I mean, Dusty's there too, and I mean, it's like looking at, oh no, he's, a, you know, he's a pretty boy, you know, I don't want to turn him, but, I, you know, back then, because they were still in that mindset back then. Well, I guess Morton is considered a pretty boy. I don't know. They were in that mindset still back then, where you know, oh, if you, you know, if you're a pretty boy, you really can't be a heel. Because they, I mean, they they used to think like that. 
And then it got to be where, wait, hold on. The, the clean cut guys, that's the one that are heels now. But I know what you mean, man. Um, Buddy Lee Parker is not that short. Black Bart is a uh, decent sized man. So maybe no let's send Buddy Lee Parker together. out with his normal tag team partner. Yeah, and if I we agree. can't do that, maybe we just pick something else to do. I could tell you, but the last 20 minutes, it just looks like a fucking costume contest. Mm, there's a really strong point being made right there. We're, we had we're the fucking to... G.I. Joe guy <sighs> and a fireman and as a, a, a fucking cowboy and a cop. It looks like the ad for like Party City. And now, and now we're gonna give we're gonna give Vince Flair so we you know we're gonna win because he's too old. Mm. Uh, we're gonna get the Flair shortly. I. Any other thoughts on this actual match, though, Doc? That, oh uh, man, Justin and Robert win. So I got the brow on my fantasy basketball team, and he just left the game with flu-like symptoms. Hmm. Uh, he's got to go powder that uh taco split tail between his legs. Yeah. Come on, it's probably chief. What do you think one point will do to his scoring average? Eh. Okay, what are we doing? Wash over time. The match? Oh, I don't give a shit yeah. about the match. Fuck that. Okay, well Dustin is gonna hit the bulldog on uh, Buddy Lee Parker, and then Gibson comes in with the spinning toehold into a bridge. Nice the, bridge. The I like that finish. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, now he needs help. Good night. Put something on you that Ajax gonna wash off. All right, next match then is Terrence Taylor versus a gentleman by the name of Johnny Meadows. Uh, Paul Lee continues to badger Jr. JR was talking about Terry Taylor and how he no longer signs autographs. And Paul Lee says, Oh, just another one of your boys who sold out to the money. And JR says, what's your point? I guess he was getting around to, I guess, Terry Taylor being a former mid South guy and JR was there, whatever. Uh, but JR was sounding very irritated with Paul Lee during this match. Other than that, Taylor was going to hit the five arm and get the win. Doc, what do you have from this? Can you imagine being JR and you're coming, you know, you're, in year three or four, probably of your prime, you got to deal with Paulie trying to learn how to do this the right way and taking shots at you. And just, you're like, I'm operating at peak JR and you're in learning mode still. I bet there was legit heat lots of times. I, he, well, he was just doing, Paulie was just doing his job. He was, He's like a kid out there. It's funny when you listen to it, but he's really like a kid. Like, he's just badgering JR. But also, all the time. it's like, you know, JR's from the South. Paulie's from the North. You you know, you got to get some rhythm going, and it's got to be hard for JR because, like, he's operating on a different speed. Yeah. And I mean, he's peak JR during some of these pay per views, too, man. It's like, Jesus. So, did you catch so more than looking at that computer during the match? It's the first time he ever laid eyes on one of those. That's what I was going to ask you. That was the first time he ever looked at a computer. Yeah, 100%. Was it the last time? 
I'd be shy. He's probably like Cornette, never use a smartphone. How many right. suits do you think Morton owns at this point? Probably it, right now? No, right right here. Two. Got a black and a blue one. Well, that's gray. Oh, well, yeah, he's got a gray one. Got three. There. Okay. What's the most amount of suits you've ever had in your wardrobe at a time, Doc? Probably three. Three? Harper? I got like five or six of them. Damn. Jesus. High class yeah. Harper. Wow. Bruh, I get to the point where like, okay, someone's getting married and like, I don't even fucking wait. I just go get one, even though I got some in the closet. Look at Mr. Wow. Moneybags. Now if you go to K&G. Yeah, you can get some pretty cheap suits nowadays if you really want one yeah for real dude they ain't on my leg man yeah because i'm I, with you i don't feel like getting fucking altered because i'm fucking fat now so it's like fuck that's a good that's a good point I'm, I'm like fuck and then i got one of them i paid almost a thousand dollars for what i paid Jesus like Christ. like eight hundred dollars for this suit it was one of those situations where i'm getting it then a guy tells me how much it is. I'm like, fuck. But I said, fuck it. Mm. Yeah, it looks nice. It's a I bet. suit, bro. It's it, it fucking looks great. Fucking nature boy, hard buddy, Harper. Damn. Yeah, man. I mean, he's going to Michael's in Kansas City. Oh no shit. shit. Yeah. This, this suit costs more than your house. <laughs> wow. I never expected that tonight, but uh, here we no, are. No, man. He's a fucking fashion plate too. Yeah. Wow. Always, always an enigma. Well, Jesus. Taylor's getting a reaction here, unlike most of the people on the roster these days. I've said it a bunch of times. He's um, he's over. He's let's put him on a scaffold too, because he people really are getting into him. Right. So exactly, yeah, fucking exactly. scaffold match for no fucking reason. Why Steve Austin and PM News and it, what the? It's like they just put like names in the fucking bowl and just. Fucking pull them out for the fucking matches. No, the it bad part similar. is the bad part is is they spent time thinking about this and this was the best they could do. Yeah. I it guess no some, one gave a shit because they're getting paid anyway. Fuck it. I I, I equated to almost Harper. You know how to, you got them indie shows where, you know, this guy, oh, we don't know if he's coming. It's just low budget, low rent, yeah. bull crap turds. So, mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they just no. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and so then it's like, okay, well, who's here tonight? Okay, well, we'll put this guy here. Uh, and then and then you know the person who's calling all this in the back is like, oh, brother, we'll make it work. Yeah, right. You and the yeah. five hundred fans that you thinks out there that's really fifty. Never seen mm. that before. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. It, that that's what it's almost like. Oh, we got this. Well, let's just throw these two, these guys together. They got good chemistry. No, they thought you put them on a scaffold. What do you mean? It's just it's just dumb. Anyway, it's just kid stuff. Yeah, it's just kid stuff. All right, so here's the here's what's coming up. So first, they do go to Tom Zink and Joe Kazana for their match, and they um, cut away. <laughs> they they knew what they were doing because they're going like they're going to do the intros, and then they're like, "Oh, this is Mister Nyquil, the Z Man, who's about to make an announcement." So we can't do this right now. We we got to actually do uh, something. 10 times better or worse, depending on how you want to look at it. So that's what I'm about to play here. So um, Paulie and JR um, 
Well, let me just let me just hit the audio. Here it is. Thank you, Jim Ross, and hello, wrestling fans. My name is Jim Hurd, and I'm the executive vice president of World Championship Wrestling. I'm here to read a very important statement from the World Championship Wrestling Board. World Championship Wrestling is saddened to report that after extensive negotiations with Nature Boy Ric Flair stretching over the course of nearly one year, the parties have been unable to arrive at a mutually satisfactory contractual relationship. As a result, the WCW board has decided that the best course of action for WCW and its fans is to declare the World Championship title vacant and to determine a new champion at the Great American Bash July the 14th in Baltimore. Lex Luger, the number one contender and current United States champion, will remain on the title card at the Great American Bash. His opponent will be determined by the WCW board, and I will be back later in this program with that decision. On a personal note, I want to take this opportunity to extend my best wishes to Ric Flair and wish him the best in the future. He has been a great champion. Back to Jim Ross at ringside. Fans, that's a, one of the most flabbergasting announcements I have ever heard. Nature boy Ric Flair stripped of the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. I've never heard, I mean, that's never happened before in World Championship Wrestling. Fans, I've been in the, in the sport 20 years uh, this year. I've been around a lot of big announcements, but I cannot believe uh, that monumental announcement from Executive Vice President Jim Hurd who will be the opponent of Lex Luger at the Great American Bash. As you heard uh, Mr. Hurd say, we'll find out that a little bit later in the broadcast. But uh, again, the WCW Championship Committee has stripped Ric Flair of the World Heavyweight Championship. Ric Flair no longer is the WCW Champion. And we'll find out who Lex Luger's opponent will be a little bit later here on, on TBS. But right now, let's go back up to the ring. Uh, the Z-Man is in progress. All right, so Doc, I, I want to get your reaction to God, Jim Hurt's so terrible, but I also have some stuff from Flair's explanation on what actually happened. This was on his DVD release, the definitive collection. But I want to know what first. Go ahead and throw in uh, what you got from Jim Hurt here, who's pissed you off to no end. Look it, bitch. <laughs> okay. More, please. Hey, we're, we're, we've just decided in 1985 to, to cut Joe Montana. Yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck it, man. <laughs> now, you know, someday we'll have Steve Young, but that's not today, so he's cut anyway. Yeah. That's about it. I mean. What a fucking moron. What did you think about Hurd actually thanking Flair? I thought that was some chicken shit bullshit to try to cover. That's some bullshit you do to try to cover up the shit that you caused. Yeah. And make it look like it wasn't your fault. So, what else you got from Hurd's promo or announcement here, Doc, before I go into a few things that I have that I wanted to tell y'all? No, I, I think it's important to see what, what the other side of this, because we all know... This is, there's no way to slice this that, that comes out positive. The air, that's why you get people yelling for flair starting at the next pay-per-view. We want flair. Agree. 
So here's a couple things. One, when back when Flair was still doing his show with Mark Madden, uh, I think Madden asked him a question about this, and Flair claimed that he almost went to the WWF five separate times before this, uh, before he finally left. And he claimed that he just, the reason he just couldn't leave was because of Tully, Arn, and Barry. He didn't want to leave them behind. So that was something I wanted to mention. Now here's, I got a, this is a pretty lengthy paragraph, but this is going to really put into context or it gives flair side of, you know, away from TV. We just heard what Hurd had to say. He's given the corporate spin, I guess you would call it, right? Just the basic bull crap line. Here's what flair said. Flair says in his definitive collection DVD, Jim Hurd lied to me about my contract. Then he called me in Daytona and said, I want you to lose the title. They wanted me to lose the title of Lex Luger. I said, no, no, no way. You promised it to Sting. Jim Hurd went, I don't care what I promised Sting. I said, I do, and I'm keeping my word to him. That's what Flair said to Hurd. We had spent all this time building Sting up, and he was ready to be the champion. I just said, I'm not doing it with Luger, and that's all there is to it. I said, I'll be more than happy to send you my contract. He said, you're not holding me up. Flair said, I'm not holding you up. I'm holding you to your word. And I had already had an opportunity to come up here again. He was talking about up here again being New York, WWF. Um, he says, I called him back and I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He's talking to Herd now. I'm not waiting to Baltimore, to, but I'll fly home from my vacation and I'll come to TV in Columbus next week. And I'll lose the title to Barry Windham. He said, well, why Barry? Uh, Flair says, because Barry deserves it. And Heard then said, let me think about that. So I got on the plane, left my family, flew to Charlotte, packed my bags. And he called me on the phone and said, just forget about it. I'm sending Doug Dillinger over to get the belt. Flair said, you better send a check for 25,000 plus interest because that's how much deposit I've got on the belt which at that point, Flair never hadn't gotten back. Heard then told him, according to Flair, fuck you. And I said, it ain't fuck me. It's fuck you. That's Flair telling him that. Then I called Vince. Uh, Doug knocked on my door. I said, sorry, Doug. And Doug already knew. Doug and Flair were friends. He said, uh, uh, Doug said, I didn't like Jim Hurd either. Nobody did. So I called Vince and I said, I'm ready to come. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, I got the belt too. So that's the way it went down. So heard, obviously he's not going to air dirty laundry on television, but that's how it went down. And I, I'd heard this before. I had to reread it again. Um, I knew he wanted to drop it to Sting. He didn't want to drop it to Lex. And then his thing was he was going to drop it to Luger and then, uh, I'm sorry, drop it to Barry. And then Barry could then drop it to Luger at the bash. Um, but heard, he wouldn't even do that. Like it, this is just dumb. Like they would have been hot potato in the belt, but just do what the man wants to do. If you're not going to have him anymore, you created even more stupidity by holding a belt up. Um, I don't know, doc. This is bro. This is why you don't have pizza freaking managers running the second biggest company in, in, in the world at the time. Well, in America for sure. So I worked in pizza longer than I worked in uh, fast food by a long stretch. 
and I got almost as many stories about pizza as I do about uh, fast food. So we're talking about the Pizza Hut or Domino's cooler now too, huh? I'm just kidding. for real. The Domino's yeah, no, cooler no. walk in is a real place, and so- I have never met a pizza manager, owner, franchise owner, district manager, regional manager. You have it. This should be booking wrestling. Now, I'm going to say something that may surprise everybody here. I think Flair's wrong. Oh, you got to explain why you think Flair's yeah. wrong. As PN, as PN News and Tim Fry is going to wrestle in the background and News is going to win. But continue, please. At some point, if he quit the booking committee, I think he gets a say in who he drops it to. But... If they want to drop it to Luger, he needs to drop it to Luger. Now, I think here's how here's how the world works, and it's not on Twitter. Hurd's also wrong for not coming to a better solution and getting into a pissing contest with Flair. But Flair going, well, I promised to Sting a year ago. Well, things change. It's business. It's it's wrestling, and maybe we, you know, Luger's been hot too, and I think Flair kind of misses that. Is that Luger was over as a motherfucker for it. So he probably has some personal feelings with Luger. Some personal animosity back then. Now, none of this should have escalated to where it's escalated to. And and allowed her to just basically pour gasoline and light, you know, not take the firebreakers advice and light a match on the whole thing. I think one of the things you is Walmart, the fat Walmart ladies dancing in the background. I think one of the things you're also forgetting here, though, is um, so I agree. There's some stuff with Flair that you're like, wait, well, you know, we know you promised this thing, but Luger is hot. I don't know if we can really go that route. You always you got to remember, too, though, that, you know, Heard wanted to repackage Flair at this exactly. time. And he, you know, cut off his hair and he wanted him to do a stupid gimmick and. You know, Flair was already just it. The Solved. thing is, it was at a boiling point. You know, he right. he was. You've been there before. Somebody that just pisses you off to no end. It ain't gonna take much for them to set you off. It's just it's just you know natural human instinct. You're, they're already pissing you off. They're your boss, so you're already on on edge. And the thing about Flair, for what you, what it's worth, you can agree or disagree. One thing you can't disagree on is he had leverage. He had well, leverage. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't think he didn't go up north because of his buddies. Why do you think he didn't go up north? Well. Before this, okay. you mean. Let's clear, okay, yeah. so Flair calls it self-confidence issues, right? He always mentions that, right? I've heard him say that before, yeah. That's because he's an old man in the from the wrestling business. And has undiagnosed anxiety. Oh, no. Which is why he drank all the time. Part of the reason why he drank all the time. And then, as he said, got hooked on taking Xanax to go to sleep. He said this on his recent podcast. And I'm just saying, I mean, like, he has anxiety. And I bet you self-confidence slash anxiety was he wasn't sure 
he would he knew he was a big fish down south of course but he wasn't completely sure he could go be that guy up north i know he could you know he could we all know he could and he did but i bet you that had a lot to do with it i mean the thing is it's... but the point is the point is he heard in my opinion without any knowledge sees everybody there as I'm the boss and you're the employee. And you know full fucking well that when if you're a boss, you don't treat every employee equally. You treat them all fa- fairly, but not equally. I mean, the, the problem with this is... And so Flair should have... I mean... What, what do... I mean, y'all gonna cut Drew Brees in 2015? Fuck no. it. Mm-mm. Fuck it. You Let's gonna, just you, cut him. You gonna find a, no, no. You gonna find a way to work it out. No, you're gonna find just, a way to work it out. And even if yeah. he's wrong, you're gonna bend over backwards. You know, it's like, hey, you can think. You know, general manager comes in, Sean Payton comes in and tells him, hey, we need you to start throwing the ball like fucking Peyton Manning does. Get the fuck out of here. You got to be doing some heinous, like Flair or the star at that point has got to be doing some real heinous stuff for you to just piss off, like just be like, nope, I'm done with you. And it, it's, it kills me because I know how the wrestling business works. There's a lot of ego involved. I get like the, the ego control wrestling. Be, there has to be for it to work and be successful. Yes. But it's, it's, to me, it's, it's the worst. It's like the worst business when it comes to egos. Harbor knows what I'm talking about, man. You get around these guys and Jesus Christ, I don't know how they walk through doorways because their heads are so big. And the thing about pro wrestling that makes us different than quote unquote real sports is it's a like it's a performance based industry, but it's not performance in terms of how many yards you get in the game and touchdowns you're scoring. It's a little bit different. Like the measurables are can be subjective with pro wrestling. Whereas it's not as subjective, it's more objective when it comes to sports. And man, I know, I know, I know for a guy like Hurd having to deal with Flair or any talents there, it was hard. And the thing about it, Flair will even tell you he had trouble dealing with Dusty back in their heyday because he said that on that Madden show way back when he was like, "I almost left a few times because of Dusty." He was like, "I loved working with him and stuff, but just dealing with him was," I just was like, "Man, I got to get out of here." So I mean. But I'm guessing cooler heads prevailed back then. You notice he never left under Dusty's watch. So, I mean, there's there's something to that as well where it's like, okay, well, him and Dusty, Dusty was also heads. Dusty was also Flair's hero, which meant that Flair knew that Dusty knew the business. And there's a respect there even in uh, hidden underneath the argument that says he's not we're, – we're alike even though we don't agree. Heard was an outsider. I'm just saying they were cooler. Here's the thing. And I know Dusty's not alive anymore, but to me, if Dusty's alive today and Rick had bad blood with Dusty in terms of booking, I'm not like, not like real bad blood, but just disagreement. You know how it is. He's not bad mouthing Dusty today. No. Heard. He still is like, this dude's an idiot. Like, yeah, they all, I tell you, pretty (laughs) much everyone still hates him. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like Missy, she was on Twitter months ago. Missy, 
I mean, Jim Cornette, I mean, they all still hate his ass. Bro, I don't know if there's any of them. Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's insignificant who's like, oh, he wasn't that bad. But you're right. Like, Cornette, uh, Sullivan, Flair, I, I mean, none of them really are like, oh, yeah, you know, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> they, they're all they're all like, this dude was just, didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. And he's running this company. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It just gets worse. And you got to worry about a guy who doesn't truly understand. Like, I'm pretty sure he cut that promo thinking he's the baby face. He's convinced that he's the baby face. Yeah. He's like Vince with, with the whole uh, my yeah. job. And he's doing the Rick screwed Rick. And then he's going to come out to that pay-per-view and get hot because everybody's yelling for flair. What a moron. That's so funny. And you hear him chanting, we want flair. It's so fun. It's just like. What a doofus. What an idiot. And truly, I can say from now on, I have not seen any of this shit until flair comes back. Unless we've watched it for this show. We are now in a dark period of because I went back and watched Flair stuff from the last year or two on my own. I've never seen any of this stuff. It is truly and and let me tell you, I've I've gone ahead and watched next week's because we're doing it in a few days, and I don't like uh, what I fucking see. Yeah, <laughs> it gets bad. I think I, I think I stopped watching it. I remember Van Hammer. And That's a few I months think, away. Yeah, I think that's about as far as I've. I get, I get. I mean, I think that's. I that's know what happens, like when Rick Rude shows up and Davy Boy, but I haven't. After Van Hammer, I think that's when I was in. I think that's uh, when I was in high school and. Pussy. You know, yeah. Found, that's nice. You know, other shit to do. Right, Black you found album. the power to taco, right? Yeah, the Black Album. Fucking. Rust in peace. Yeah. The boys yeah. just now getting into the black album over here. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's I mean, weird. I, I, it's I, weird watching. It's weird watching it a generation down. Yeah. Cause it's still it still holds up. How old is he? He's ten. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, it holds up. He's like, this is good. What's like, his well, favorite then, song? Oh, Into the same man. Right. He's he, 10. He listens to that song 14 times in a row. I'm like, you know, they wrote <laughs> albums and albums worth of good songs. Really? After never, never. They don't, like but these kids don't know what to do. They don't know how to, you know, like we would sit down with a tape or a CD. I know, and dude. Go through it. They're like, so what are, what's an album? Because I remember there was one of the kids <laughs> at, at fucking Wildcat. He wouldn't talk. Try to get him to shoot a promo. Just say, <laughs> and so Luke said, "Look, I want every fifteen minutes we're gonna rotate people out, and you're gonna sit in the office and talk to Jet about fucking anything. About bring up anything. You know, what's his favorite food? What's his yada yada yada? I never asked him. I said, what's your fucking favorite? You know." Your favorite fucking band. He says, a Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? That's his favorite band. I was like, well, who's your favorite guy in the band? I don't, 
I said, like, what do you mean? He couldn't name one guy in the fucking band. I said, I said what's your favorite album? I'm like, what the fuck? But then you realize this generation didn't grow up looking at the CD little fucking book. They just hit the little thing on Spotify. And went on about their day. Man, I yeah. knew I knew where they recorded it, how long it took them, how long yes. it was between the recording and when this shit came out. Oh, they recorded this last year? Damn, what was I doing then? Right. I mean, you know who the bass player was? Oh, this guy. Okay, this guy came back. Oh, wait, that was a bass player for Ozzy. Now he's with them. I mean, uh, must have turned must have turned heel since the last time. This is the yeah. last record. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I could tell you this. My kids have a little something, but I worry about that. So the other day, the 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 my daughter got on the uh, Skype call with Mike. Mike, did that? Would that was that fun for you? Um, it was great because she said, "What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia?" <laughs> And she said it just like that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Kids got talent, I tell you. Yeah, she's got a little something. My kids have a personality, but we have talked about kids that we see that are like, dude, are the and not trying to be mean, are they special needs? Because I want to feel bad. What? Yeah, they, these kids, they can't, they, they don't have social skills because they're so used to the phone and. It's, it's I mean, the damnedest thing, man. So, like, it's it's a thing that on the soccer, you know, the big time sports, the soccer team, like, the kids have to check in with their coach and say hi and bye. Because the coach is like, one of your life skills you need to learn is how to speak to adults. How to speak to people just in general. Jesus. Exactly. And that that is, you go, well, shit, yeah. And it's like, no, it's it's rarer than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was talking from my, my, my previous job, my boss, he's like, yeah, man, I come into the office and there's a bunch of uniforms and a, an iPhone on my desk with their with their fucking ID. I'm like, fuck is this? They just quit. Didn't say anything. Just here's my shit. Let me tell you this. And that's because they don't know how to fucking like look someone in the eye and say, right. hey. You know, these, it's not working out. I'm going to work here instead. And, you know, thanks for the opportunity, yada, yada, yada. They they have no idea how to do that. But these kids also don't give a shit about your job. Yeah. Bro, they don't care. They Dude, your, do. Your I, job is before. not. It, it is not of their. They're like. This Bro, sucks. They got you something. Suck, I'm out. They got something our generation don't have. And it's that. That is the one thing, the 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 not giving zero, you know what, about, oh, you want to treat me bad at work? We're done. <laughs> Bye. They they do, like I think of the flat out abuse that I took on menial jobs, and the lessons it taught me, and today's kids, they like, excuse me, they bounce and won't say a word. This yeah. is like I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, they just and like that, and huh? will blow you up on Glassdoor or or, <laughs> or any of the reviews. Like, nah, the, the not only <laughs> they mess with the wrong person now on Glassdoor. That's like yeah, a, it's thing a website. Where, yeah. You could review like you can review the employers, bro. 
Oh, oh, you can say, oh, God, my boss, uh, Mike's an asshole for booking yes. territory. I'm going to go on there right now. <laughs> I got glass door re- repair, New Orleans, glass door knobs. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, back uh, so to anyway, Flair. Let's, no, you were. Let's, um, let's close. Let's close. Doc, let's, uh, because we got to get, we got more Jim Hurd stuff here. Um, let's close the loop on because uh, we get. I, I'm gonna blow past these next few things that we. Yeah, I don't have anything from any of this, except but, um, for the guy that the one man gang wrestles here looks like all hell. Uh, yeah, I did want to get Hopper's thoughts on this guy. I know you're looking at Glasdoor Hopper, oh, but I yeah. want you to look at. I want, to get I want you to podcast. Okay, Hopper. In mind. Hopper, oh. I need you to focus. Like, is it, I want the, you to look at the, this put dude. Put the towel over his eyes like Gary Hart does. <laughs> look at this dude. The dude's name is Danny Hornaday, and look at his hairdo. <sighs> He's um going bald back then, huh? Uh, just shave your head, bro. It's not that yeah, hard. They had clippers then, back then. You, yeah, back then it was. You got cancer. Yeah, I mean back then it's like, what are you a Nazi? Oh, <laughs> this dude looks like a high school biology teacher, man. Dude, they got one guy. At one of the stores I go to, one of the managers, and it, it's it's like he, I have more hair than this guy, but he's still holding on, bro, and he's still brushing. Yeah, I can hear y'all. Yeah, okay. I, I, when I was talking about that guy that uh, from from one of the stores I go to, yeah, we all heard that, huh? All all we heard was he's hanging on, and I something about a brush, and that was it. Yeah, dude. He's just, he like brushes it back and he has less hair than I do. And he puts some kind of product in it or something. It looks like a bald guy from like 1985. It's like, bro, like no when to say when, bro. It's over. It's like just that fucking Japanese soldier that got stuck on an island and he's been there for like fucking 20 years and he's still, you know, got the rifle in his fucking hand. It's like, no, it's over, bro. Go home. All right. Well, this guy's hairdo is something else. Like I said, it looks like a biology teacher. Um, Before the match, uh, we had a couple things going on. Johnny B. Bad was cutting a promo on Yellow Dog because they're going to wrestle at the pay-per-view. And then Johnny B. Bad beat Chad Floyd. Uh, Sullivan and One Man Gang cut a promo. Sullivan was talking about the lady of the third eye, and he does some weird other talking, talking in tongues, and he tells Elegante that the one-man gang is the only true giant in WCW. And then one-man gang defeats Johnny, or I'm sorry, Danny Hornaday here. Uh, Elegante does come to the ring after gang wins, and um, he's got a barber bid on, bib on and some scissors, and Elegante hits Sullivan from the back and cuts some of Sullivan's hair. For what? Yeah, riveting uh, stuff there. Because Why? they cut... Uh, they cut his. They cut his hair the week before. Ellie, go- oh yeah, this yeah. is fucking stupid, Michael. <laughs> hey man, I'm not writing this. Uh, hey, but TV. Dude, let's start reviewing like uh, I don't know Christmas specials. Oh, this I, I is so bad, that, dude. This is that so would bad. Burn- okay, first off, '91 ain't been that bad. It's 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 bad right now, and fucking Rick's gone. I mean, there's Look some at bad this stuff. Here. 
he's cutting Sullivan's hair. Sullivan oh. just happens to stay still until he can cut a lock of it. Oh, he's got a barber bib on. Jesus. <laughs> Mrs. Doc's like in here freak. trying to distract me. She took all her clothes off and she's walking around the room. Hey. Well, uh, put us on mute then and go do what you got to do. What's up, girl? <laughs> none, none, none of that happened. Um, so he's bald. That's nice. That's even better look for him than that dumb hair. Is that you a, know who he looks like? An who? asshole. You know that video with the <laughs> fucking the guy with the eight ball jacket and he's on a subway and he beats up those those uh, those two uh, black chicks that, that, that are fucking with him. No. No. You know what I'm talking about, Mike? No, I don't. Oh fuck. Nobody is it a commercial? You're, you're saying a video. Like, what the hell does that mean? It was some video that was on YouTube and bouncing around. Where it's this real tall guy. I think he's he was Latino, and he's still wearing the old school eight ball jacket. And these two black chicks are fucking with him. I look at you with your old ass jacket. You fucking broke bitch or something. And they they slapped him in the face, and he just cow and fucking drops her. I have no clue what you're talking oh, about, bro. Come on, Michael. I don't know. Doc, right. do you have any idea All what right, he's talking about? Mind, then. No, I don't mind. know. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to do what you do all the time on this show. When you start asking me questions and then I'll say, you know, me, I'm Hopper. You're like, I don't video. care no more. No, no, no. Like, it was just some shit someone got, like, on their phone. Yeah, it was just some uh, something that went viral. Right, right, right. Exactly. Oh, like the a fucking TikTok. Twisted T guy fucking can. A TikTok? No, not a TikTok, just, but it was, it was a, just a fucking video. Yeah, I thought all videos were TikTok. TikTok. Are all TikToks videos? Uh, all Rick Steiner's matches end in uh, belly to backs uh, from the second rope, and he's going to win here and defeat Brian Jernigan Jr. I'm going to look this video up as soon as I'm done, just so I can tell Hopper. Yeah, uh, Jim Hurd is going to make another announcement shortly about who Luger Luger is going to wrestle uh, for the title at the Great American Bash, and Jr. says stay tuned. We'll address that shortly. Scott Steiner wins. I'm sorry, Rick Steiner wins. Doc, any other thoughts before I go to uh, Jim Hurd's second announcement of the episode that we just have to hear? Just play it. That bad, huh? All right, so coming off of everything we heard a few minutes back or a second ago with Jim Hurd, here's his second announcement about how they're going to deal with the title now that Jim Hurd decided he's done with Flair. Gentlemen, the World Championship Wrestling, Jim Ross and Paul Lee Dangerously here at ringside. If you just joined us early in the broadcast, we were we heard comments uh, from Executive Vice President Jim Hurd. The WCW Board of Directors and Championship Committee has stripped Nature Boy Ric Flair of the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we will have a championship match in eight days at the pay-per-view. It will be Lex Luger, Paul, and an opponent. you have any, any guess? I have no idea who this could be, but I know that he's coming out of the WCW Top 10. I understand that Mr. Hurd is standing by. Let's go back to, to the media Let's room. Let's go to him. Thanks, guys. The WCW board has made its decision, and I'm sure you will be as happy as I am to sanction the following bout on the July 14th Great American Bash for the World Heavyweight Championship in Baltimore. The World Heavyweight Championship bout. It's Lex Luger versus Barry Windham. What a bout. What a night. The Great American Bash, July the 14th from Baltimore, Maryland. What a match. Barry Windham. What a match that is going to be. Huh? Former tag team partners, Barry Windham. 
and Lex Luger will wrestle for the heavyweight championship of the world in eight days on pay-per-view. Barry Windham and Lex Luger now here are two guys that really know each other. They have been partners. They fought over the U.S. heavyweight championship two years ago. Now, in eight days, they go at it for the heavyweight championship of the world. What a broadcast huh? it has been. Uh, Luger and Windham for the world title in eight days. Let's go back up to Gary Capet. So... Here's the irony, Doc. Remember how Flair said, well, okay, I'll just drop it to Barry and then Barry can drop it to Luger at the bash. This is what's happening anyway. Like, it's not happening, but the two guys are going to wrestle anyway. That's how dumb Hurt is. Just let him drop the title to Barry. You got your title then. Barry drops it to Luger. It's the same. It's going to be the same. I shouldn't say. Spoiler alert. It's going to be the same damn result. That's how dumb he is. I, I'm surprised that JR didn't turn to Paul E and go, look, we can't agree on much, but I think we can both agree that we work for a dumb shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you see how... You know that call earlier that when JR was talking and Paul E was on the, in the, on the background, he was probably calling Eddie Gilbert down in the southeastern going, can I come down? Yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all guys fight down there? Yeah, right. It's like, fuck, I'm, I'm making good money here. They got to kick me out. He goes back there before ECW, though, right? That's right. Yeah. And he tried to do a thing with Crockett. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the thing in Texas, huh? Yeah. By y'all? Yeah. At Tully? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Doc, any thoughts? Look, I ain't got no problem. We all know I ain't got no problems with no Barry Windham, but this is... This is not what we needed to be doing, so fuck it. I just think that the irony is one of Flair's suggestions is, okay, you don't want to drop it to Sting? I'll drop it to Barry. He deserves it, and he can drop it to Luger. Like, you ain't, what, never, you, you ain't never seen a manager do stupid shit like that? Bro, yes, I, I've seen it where you, tell, you say, look, here, I understand you're my manager, but I'm an expert in this particular thing. Here's what you should do. You're going to get that same exact outcome. It's just nah, not going to nah, take as many shit. steps. I'm the boss. That, that's exactly what happens. And, you, and okay. then, and then okay, you end up six months down the road and they got to get, you got to do what you ultimately suggested. And then you don't even get the credit for it. Th- they get the credit. Like they did it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you listen to me six months ago, we would have already been past this dilemma onto the next one of the 100 that you cause daily. But mm. you know, that's not how it works. So hypothetically, I'm, you know, I don't mean this. Is a you got to realize thing, right? that at the shoot job you're at, very little of it is about drawing money. It's about who's in charge. So I just heard in these announcements he is the most uncomfortable executive I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of uncomfortable executives. He is probably the worst with the way he's reading the announcement from the piece of paper. But again, we're going to have Lex and Barry, which Flair said, let's just put it on Wyndham and he can wrestle Luger. So we're going to get that match anyway. But this time we're going to have to go get a title and wait till you see the damn title that they have at this pay-per-view. Because remember, Flair took the title oh, with him. Oh yeah, did he take a tag team title and kind of finagle? Uh, just well, I don't want to spoil it because <laughs> the patrons just wait when we review the pay per view. Yes, 
Absol- absolutely. So, yeah, all that in a nutshell. Sure. Um, by the way, we didn't talk about this, but in late July, Bobby Heenan does show up and does the promo with the WCW world title, uh, the big gold, I should call it. Uh, on WWF, and then it was not until September the 9th of 91 that Flair did appear with Heenan on TV, I think on Primetime Wrestling. Um, let me keep going, Doc, because I don't think anybody else is interested in this diamond death drop. Uh, that was you know, a hell he... of a move off the rope, though. Where he Yeah, that, but that looked like something that I would never want to take. Um, he was pretty damn stiff with this guy yes. who was called all his thing. weights coming down on you yeah he dropped him pretty damn good i was trying to get to it now i don't have yeah, that'd be there great if you could you know here it comes um and then we're gonna get to barry windham's promo talking about flair oh. jesus christ I look at yeah um the last match on the show is barry windham um he takes on jackie fulton yes uh one of the uh, Bobby Fulton's brother and Barry is going to win. No surprise there. Doc, did you have any thoughts on uh, on this match? No. I mean, it's the right thing to do. They're going into this pay per view. You need a drop need of me saying no, so that way f- for the next couple of years, whenever I can't make it, you can just play that <laughs> when you go. No. <laughs> yes. Got anything? No. How come that no sounded like the last no and the no before that? No. all right here we go so the last part of this flare why is doc talking about being 17 and 0 in july (laughs) (laughs) the last part about flare leaving and barry now getting the title match is now we throw it on old barry windham here who's currently in the hospital fighting so fight on barry we throw it to old barry windham here to try to talk him into the building and I think he does a good job. Here's Barry Windham. Fans, it has certainly been a dynamic hour here on TBS. As you heard, the WCW Championship Committee has stripped Ric Flair of the world title. In eight days, it will be Barry Windham and Lex Luger in a cage. On pay-per-view, the winner will be the new world heavyweight champion. You know what? I'm going to tell you the difference between me and Lex Luger. The United States heavyweight champion is always the number one contender. He may not defend his championship every night, but I'm the guy that's got to work hard. I'm number two. I'm the contender that's got to prove myself every night. And there's not a doubt in anybody's mind who the next heavyweight championship holder is. I am after the World Heavyweight Championship, and I'm not going to let Lex Luger stand in my way. I walked behind Ric Flair for four long years and made sure that he kept that championship belt. My turn is up, and I'm going to walk the aisle like the nature boy never could. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Barry, I want to tell you, these fans right here, I think, are solidly behind Lex Luger, it would seem. Listen, if you'll open your ears a little bit, instead of being as biased as you always are, they're right here. These people know that I'm the world's heavyweight champion, and I can take the belt at any given time. So if you don't like it, lump it. Fans, it will be determined inside a steel cage exclusively on pay-per-view in eight days for Gary Michael Capetta and Paul E. Dangerously. I'm Jim Ross. So long, everybody. That's one of them old-time sayings. If you don't like it, lump it. I thought Barry did a really good job there. 
on that promo. Not very. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. In I'm him and Luger, let him bring up Ric Flair. Nowadays, they keep would... talking about him in next week's episode too. I mean, he was pretty direct too. I'll walk the aisle. The Nature Boy never could. That's um. I mean, if you don't know any better, you'd think, "Oh my God, why's he got heat with Flair there saying that?" But he's just working. Yeah. He's like, I walked. That's the other thing. I walked behind Flair for four long years. I made sure he kept that belt. Jesus. Uh, I mean, he's not lying. I thought he did a good job here, Doc. If you think everything we've dealt with with this saga, with Jim Hurd and what I read that Flair said and Hurd's promos and announcement, I think Barry did as much as he could possibly do here to make us want to see this match at the pay-per-view. Even though it would have made more sense if he had the damn world title right now, given the circumstances, and he was defending it against Luger, but Man, you, you know Jim Hurd couldn't have it. Get rid of Flair, and Flair will do business with Wyndham, and we're not going to have some kind of thing where Wyndham turns on Flair. <sighs> do something. <laughs> something. We just traded. We so let me get this straight. We just traded Ric Flair to the opposition, and we didn't get anything back. Nothing. Nothing. That's we didn't like get trading off. Uh, you know, Dak Dak Prescott to the fucking. Uh, no, it's not. Dak Prescott's not the the world champ. Well, okay, that would be like uh, Kansas City cha- uh, trading uh, Patrick Mahomes to yes. the Cincinnati Bengals for a practice squad player for nothing for nothing for zero just we just think that we're better off without him and we don't think it hurts us for you to have him that's the problem that's the problem that that's her problem right there we think we've got a stronger we've got a stronger case with these costume parties as harper called it characters and we're gonna do that and we're good. God. So we're not, we're not, in fact, we're not upset about what's just happened. We're excited about the future. Get the fuck out of here. I've heard that before. <laughs> Ignore everything you've seen online. To say, um, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bro, if the milk smells bad, it's bad. I don't give a fuck how white that shit is. Pour that shit down a fucking drain. Well, I think y'all done uh, buttoned it up pretty good here with what's happened with Flair and Hurd. And, yeah, they uh, traded Mahomes for a practice squad player, which I don't even think you can do that. But apparently uh, you can when you're WCW in 1991. So on that particular note, uh, we do need to rate it and hand out some Rolexes. I do think I know how this rating and Rolex thing is going to go. Uh, or reverse Rolex. I think if there was ever a week for a reverse Rolex, it definitely is this week. Uh, before we do it, remember, become a patron. TinyURL.com slash PatreonBTT. We're talking about the pay-per-view that's coming up. You can only listen to the review of ours there on Patreon at TinyURL.com slash PatreonBTT. Um, Doc, let's see. Um, rate it first. What are you giving it? I know what you're giving uh, it because uh, Flair's gone. F. Okay. Harper, what about you? Ah, uh, fucking. But it's the worst one in a while, dude. 
I'll give it a fucking D to be nice. I got to deal with the fireman and the fucking cop and whatever, the fucking army soldier and some asshole telling kids don't play with fucking matches. And <laughs> wait, there's next. Ric Flair's gone. Hey, oh, Harper, fuck. Harper, it what? was an hour and a half. Yes, and it was an hour and a half. Fuck all this shit. <laughs> it's a, it's a, definitely giving it a D. I'm giving it a D like Hopper. And the only yeah. reason it doesn't get a, uh, anything higher, I'm sorry, lower is I got to give credit to people like Barry Windham, who's trying his ass off at the end of that episode to not mm-hmm. make this just a total pile of, you know, dookie. It's well, he's a worker like, and he's trying yeah. to, he's, he's trying to make it work. So Rolex time, I'm not giving a Rolex. Well, in fairness, I'm going to have to give it to Barry, but yeah. I'm more than anything want to give a reverse Rolex to Jim Hurd for being the, one of the single uh, most dumb executives of all time. Um, I don't care that he's an old man now. I don't care that he's got his reasons for doing what he did. You just let one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time leave you got nothing for it. You got no plan. It's just dumb. Uh, you are pathetic. <laughs> I'm sorry you're old now, and but I'm but when people who don't get along all say the same thing about you, then you generally are the problem. So yes, reverse Rolex to Jim Hurd. Fucking, you know huh? I'm oh, giving ahead, fucking. Uh, I'm giving fucking uh, Jim Hurd a swatch. Remember those? Jesus, those plastic pieces of crap. Yeah, he gets a fucking swatch. Fucking you know, he gets one of those watches from the fucking uh, gumball machines. Remember those? Yeah, those things that didn't work. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Fuck them. But the thing is, this is how they fucked you. Because <laughs> I, I always wanted one of those watches, especially when they had the ones that were like the fake the fake transformer watch, like you would take the face off, you pull like the little arms and legs out. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I always wanted one of those, and they had like the fake one in a in a gumball machine. I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna try to get it, and then it just hits you. There's no way that watch could fit in one of those little fucking plastic bubble things, and then you realize <laughs> this is all bullshit. This is all fucking bullshit. There's no watching here. The next thing you know, you're drive pulling into the Burger King because everything is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Have it your way. Remember those ones with the fucking chicken that had the eggs in it or something? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. They just had those like Zares and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Those were the days. Anyway, yeah, uh, Doc. So what do you... So who gets your Rolex? Rick yeah, Flair. who are you giving it? Rick Flair. Oh, Rick Flair wasn't even on the he was, show, and he's but he was mentioned. And if I you're so you. good that you keep getting mentioned after you've been fired, that means you get a Rolex. I give mine to Barry. God bless him. And the sad thing is, is that now, well, no spoilers. What? Okay. Lex gets fucked out of the deal too. Everyone gets fucked. The fans Everyone get fucked. Gets fucked. Yes. Wrestling Everyone. gets fucked. You know who doesn't get fucked? Vince. Oh yeah, Vince is fucking like that. Uh, perfect. 
the, the, the crazy that? part is is when I'm sitting there watching WWF that weekend. Not this weekend because it was it was it was after um, yeah August first, and, and Heenan is on TV with the big gold. I, I'm like, and he's going. The real world champion is coming. I'm well, going. Wait, well, what the piss is this? What what are we doing here? Oh, yeah, what the Harper? Yeah, I remember this. And here's like, the other the fuck's thing. What's going on? Yes, up, that's what I thought because we weren't smart fans. Mm-hmm. Up until now. We've been giving these shows. Let's let's put this in the picture in the frame. We've been giving these shows high marks the last six months. Oh yeah. But now in six months from here, you look over at the Royal Rumble that Rick wins. That thing is star studded. Yes. That's bro. I watched one of them, one of the late '80s ones. I forgot when it was. Not too long ago. And every motherfucker coming to the ring is built like a fucking Chevy Tahoe with arms. <laughs> they're all and and they're all WWE legends. They're yeah. all Hall of Famers. Every fucking one of them is. Ninety two, they're rolling out DiBiase and Bulldog mm-hmm. and Sid and Hogan and and Savage and Piper and, and Jake. And fuck. Yeah. I just had to look it up because I wanted to see it from my own eyes. What's that? Just the list, of, just the list of names who are in that rumble. Yeah. And a British Bulldog, DiBiase, Flair, Sags, yeah. Haku, Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, Barbarian, Texas Story. Well, you know, Kerry, Repo Man, um, Greg Valentine, uh, and even and I mean, Repo Man is Barry Darso. So, like, you know, keep that in mind. I Nikolai Volkov. What the fuck is a Repo Man? I was a kid. I was like. Hey, what? <laughs> Big Boss Man, Hercules, Piper, Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, um, uh, Mike Rotunda as Irwin R. Scheister, Jimmy Snuka, Undertaker, Savage, <laughs> the Berserker, which is John Nord. I mean, he uh, he may be your lowest name. Virgil, um, Colonel Mustafa, uh, Rick Martel, Hogan, Skinner. Oh, Skinner. Skinner was a. <laughs> Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Sid Justice, and the Warlord. That is your 92 mm. contestants in the Rumble that Flair so wins. So you looked around in mid-91 and goes, yeah, we got too much talent around here, so let's get rid of Flair. Yeah. I mean, look, there's some people there, you're like, eh, you know, okay, I could do without them. But then you look at all these names on this card, you're like, Jesus, Lord. And I know 92 Undertaker isn't Undertaker that we know it you know later on but i mean you got piper there jake yeah. roberts was a star uh sean michaels no, the uh, 92 undertaker was a guy that a year a year and a half ago we said yeah we don't need him he can't draw money yeah yeah ain't that something isn't that crazy <laughs> that's nuts uh, sid look well think of sid they didn't know what to do with sid either so they stretchered him out mm. I, I i mean they fed him to the seven foot seven Brazilian idiot. Yeah, boss man. Do we need to talk about boss man? I just he's gone. I mean, he he, he was in WCW Crockett. Yeah, Hell, we had Barbarian at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we doing? Sags. <laughs> oh man. I don't know, man. I don't know what we're doing. It's a, it's an embarrassment of riches. That's for damn sure. Okay, so um, 
man, that's going to wrap it up this week. Before we get out of here, remember, hey, it's almost Christmas. Do yourself and and people you love or hate a favor. Get them a video shout-out and a Christmas card from Hard Body Hopper. That's a video shout-out. All you got to do is email him. Email him to chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com. Let him know who the video shout-out is for, whether it's for yourself, a family member, somebody you hate, and tell him what you want in that video. Specifically, be very specific. And then PayPal him 20 bucks. That's right, inflation-proof, still only 20 bucks. So cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Let's do it. Cut some promos on some of these jackasses in your life that you don't like, except have Hopper do it because nobody can cut a promo on someone like Hard Body Hopper. That's right. Email him and then PayPal to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, it is in the show description. Um, Doc, I'm almost blown up, but one other thing. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Mariah and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, definitely more professional, still fun nonetheless. They support us, please support them. And check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do the ECW show over on the Patreon feed. They also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, so check them out. On that note, uh, Harper, you got anything before I throw it to... I'm sorry, Doc, you got anything before I throw it to Harper to hit the tagline? No, I'm depressed. Wow. I know. Times are tough, man. And, uh, yeah. Hopper, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Bucket, bitch.